Subject from Sunday is dating, um, finding um, the right person to be with, navigating that process. Tell us, can we thank Pastor Tellus for the word on Sunday? The wisdom-soaked word of God. I want to say, yeah, yeah. You just receive it with humility. It's like, what do I do when people clap for my message? <laughs> it's like when people sing happy birthday to you and you're just sitting there until the song's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just like, oh, it's the worst. What is worse than that? Thank Being you, guys. Too. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you can drop your questions in there, and what really helps us know what's on your guys' hearts and minds is if you upvote and uplike the questions that you also have, uh, or if that's a question you were going to ask, phrase a little bit differently, just like that. That helps us see what's in there. So this is so good. So let's start with this, man. Let's go back to the message. Um, phenomenal word. So many nuggets in that. I had a very corny pun I was going to say. It's got more gems than a diamond mine, but I decided not to say that because it was too cheesy. So, it was too cheesy. So you I sh- cut it. Just don't from say the, it I didn't because it would yeah, be too cheesy I, if you exactly, said it. Exactly. So I wouldn't say it. Yeah. Um, right? As good a choice. Good choice. Yes. Thank you, I think. Um, anything in that message you didn't get to? You had a lot in there. Any, like, big thoughts? You're like, there was one point you were like, ooh, I got a little bit more. Yeah. Let me not. Let me keep going. Yeah. yeah. Anything yeah. you'd add? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yes, to answer your question, <laughs> there's a lot that I would add. Um, there, there are a few things, and I'm trying to figure out which one to say. To be honest, there are a lot, and I think some nuggets might come out um, during tonight. True. But one thing that, if I could, if I had more time, one thing I wish I could have touched on was the redemptive quality of God in relationships. Yeah. So this whole series has been about preparing for relationships, and to an extent, I know that that could leave some people out that says, well, what if I didn't prepare well and now I'm in the repairing phase? And I would have loved to have time to spend a little bit of time. I know that wasn't the point of the series. The point of the series is preparing. So I think the message was used to, uh, towards that end. Um, and if I had time, I would, I would have wanted to speak on how God uh, works all things together for good. That there is a redemptive aspect. No, God is a redemptive aspect. Come on. <laughs> he yeah. is redemption. Yeah. And so as he, rede- as he, that's who he is, if we are in him, there is nothing that is unredeemable about right. any relationship so that we're involved so in. And so I would good. have loved to speak about that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say if anybody is in that place right now where you're saying, man, I'm, I'm in the repairing phase, or I, maybe I didn't date in the way that I wish I could have or ought have or should have, I would say that there's hope because we serve a redemptive yeah. God. So good. That's so good. Yeah, that's, um, and I think, you know, we talk about dating. Who hasn't made mistakes in dating? That's sure. like the proving ground for relational <laughs> destruction. It's like, Sadly, that's, right. yeah, but, you know, sometimes we learn, sometimes we don't. And sure. so all of us, I think, in every relationship have had some aspect where we've needed God to touch and redeem it. So as I think about that, you know, I, I mentioned that in my message too, as Michelle was reminding me, don't forget the and if nots, right? The people yeah. who, that's not what their marriage looks like. Right. They never had anybody show them this. Sure. And now they might be sitting under feelings of shame and of guilt. And I would just remind us, none of us had the perfect model. None of us were fully prepared. All of us have made mistakes. So the idea that like a few people got it really wrong while the rest of us got it really right is just a lie. It's just a lie. Why do you think we're all here tonight talking about this for, six, for the sixth week, for the 12th time we've gathered to discuss? Because there's so much to talk about, and that is absolutely God's heart. Um, Pastor Miata, you, uh, you heard this message. What, what stood out to you? Any nuggets, any uh, gems, as it were? Yeah, there are so many good ones. I love that about redemption. Like, yeah, we serve such a good God, and there really is hope. I think sometimes you think you've made too many mistakes and you're too far gone. And it's like, no, there's the depth and the reach of God's love and redemption knows no bounds. Like you can always start again when you start with again with God. So I love that. But, um, uh, nuggets, 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 nuggets. I feel like there were nuggets from the beginning. Like you (laughs) you started one minute in and I was like, wow, we're one minute in. Let me get my notes in. Um, but I really loved when you talked about, um, a God honoring relationship. Like, um, yeah, like that's the, the purpose of dating is to get married. (laughs) Um, yeah, the purpose of marriage, um, dating is to get married. Um, and there is a way to date, um, that's Mm -hmm. God honoring. Mm -hmm. And I love that there, there's different ways. Yeah. And I, I wish you would have gone a little bit deeper, but I know for time's sake, you couldn't have, um, cause a lot of us, 
you know, dating is that gray area mm-hmm. that the Bible doesn't like have definitive things about right. that. Then you're left to, you almost feel like you're left to your own devices. Um, and all of us are being discipled in one way or another. You're either being discipled by the church, God and the Bible, or you're being discipled by culture. By culture. Um, and we're all influenced in some type of way from that. And so sometimes you can take your, you can make up your own way of dating. Mm. Um, but yeah. yeah, so yeah, I thought that was a great nugget that you brought up about, um, physical, spiritual, emotional, how do you honor that person and honor God in the relationship while dating in those ways? Yeah. You said Christ has to be the sun around which everything in our relationship must orbit. And for me, that was such a good visual because it puts everything in proper place, but it also holds things together the right way. If we don't have the sun, everything spins out of control. And sometimes when we feel like everything, our relationships spinning out of control, we're going, well, what's the thing that's holding it together? Is it me and my ability to be the best man or woman in the relationship and my ability to make it all work or is Christ at the center and his gravitational pull is going to, is going to hold it. I thought that was great. The thing, the thing that I love, I mean, there was a lot that I loved, but I I had to pick one or two for tonight. Uh, This man said, some of us tolerate what we need to terminate. And all of our souls said, ah, Yikes. God. Yes. How many things have you stayed in too long? Yes, stayed in you too know, long. And it like, was time to Egypt. go. <laughs> and 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 what did we do? We we I think you said it. You said, um, oh man, I wish I wrote it down. This exact, exact quote. Maybe you can help me. Where where we try to uh, we justify we excuse yeah, right. Can you just pull your sermon notes up? We excuse their behavior because we think oh. we can ex- explain their heart or something oh. like that. And it's like, yeah. well, I know he's really a good guy. I know he didn't really mean Is he? And it's kind of is like she, there's a point where you go, like, is that a habitual pattern yeah. that we continue to excuse? Because yeah. that might be something we need to yeah. depart from yeah. amicably with Pastor Brett's help, like uh, Pastor <laughs> Tiff had. Pastor <laughs> Tiffany call, is available call the, to... Call the godliest person you know and say, can you help me amicably uh, break this up? Um, but, in, but there is a sense of, you know, in any relationship, there's things you have to bear with because sure. we're all sinners, right? And so the idea that you're going to find the sinless spouse or somebody that has no problems is also a lie. Yeah. But having the wisdom to know there's a, there's a pattern here that is inexcusable right. and that needs, I, I need to not put myself in a situation yeah. and then understanding there's, there's grace for some things that. Yeah. To and do. we're talking about the patterns. I think that's a great way to decide if that person is a great spouse or not, because oftentimes we date on potential instead of patterns, right? That say that again, what they could be, (laughs) what we see on the inside of them and the potential that we see them having instead of actually the product that's in front of us. And you see the product through patterns. And so sometimes that potential lies to us because we're like, well, yeah, you don't know them like I do. Mm -hmm. And the question that I kind of ask people to be honest is, if this is the best that they would ever be when you're dating them, would you still marry them? So if they didn't get any better mm-hmm. than how they currently are, would you still marry them? Because we think, oh, it's going to get better. And I'm not married, but I just don't think so. Married person. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Pastor, okay. Let me say it like this. Let me say your point. Your, the point you're trying to make is correct. Um, it, it gets better if you work the relationship and Christ is your center, you grow and you mature and you understand grace and forgiveness and mercy. And you know, that person at a deeper level than ever before. And that grows and blossoms and becomes a relationship you can't even put into words because of what it's blossomed into. So it does get better. But what happens first is marriage doesn't solve your problems. It exposes them. And that's, that's the first year of marriage that some people have a really hard time with. Is like, well, it was all good dating, all good engaged. I saw the potential. I saw this. I got married and was like, what happened? Well, what happened was you, you left the best version of yourself on the altar and you allowed yourself to slip back into who you just want to be. And now we realize there's some problems. We don't agree on some of these things. Now, that we, a lot of people hit the panic button at that point and go like, I made a mistake. No, no, you and, you know, 90% of all marriages didn't make a mistake this is what people do in dating. We present the best version of ourselves. That's the lure. And so then it just, that becomes, are we mature enough to walk through these things together? Can we adjust? Can we compensate? Can we forgive? Can we communicate? Can I get feedback that says like the feedback, you know, some easy ones. Cause it's, you know, it's church. Some easy ones for me were like not, not leaving a wet towel on the bed. 
I never knew in my whole life I ever did that. I wasn't ever consciously aware of that in the history of my entire life until three days after I got married. And then I was very aware of it. That right there? Yes. And I'm like, what? That's just, it's drying. It's fine. (laughs) Just leave it. It'll be okay. Like, we'll get it later. Right? But there's, you know, that times a million. There's a million of those things. Take it to a more serious one in how you uh, do conflict. Right? And I shut down and I walk away and I don't want to say anything to you. Well, is that because I'm emotionally immature? Or am I very mature and just going to gather my emotions? And what am I leaving my wife doing? You know what I mean? So it gets better. And you've got, but you have to navigate the difficulty to get there. Yeah. yeah. Long answer, simple question, but a lot to go. Um, do you want to jump into questions? Let's do it. Okay. Let's just, <laughs> That's why we're here. The, all the saints said, yeah, Strap forget the We want to know what Who to cares? do. Okay. Get to our questions. So we're going to do our best to be disciplined with our answers. We've made that commitment. I've already broken it, so forgive me. I'll try not to answer them. Uh, Miata, I just reading these. You've got a lot coming your way. So, yeah, just, just brace yourself. Come on, somebody's ready to hear the wisdom of the Lord. Wow. First I want question. to ask me out a lot of questions, serious? too. Yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. Yes. Wow. I have. This is exciting. Um, <laughs> wow. I'm glad you're excited. No, I'm not. I'm just. Yeah. I'm not, well, now I'm not going to hit you yeah, up. Yeah, the I'm anticipation gonna... right now is yeah. like, yes. it's but Now I don't building. know what to do. Should I just hit pepper her with ask, questions? Yep. Yeah, okay. It, so do it. Start with so, the so, Sorry. The, wow. the people demand it. Wow. Yeah. What am I? I wash my hands of this. Um, biblically. Let's build it up some more. Biblically. Biblically is the, is the key word here. Can, biblically, can a woman approach a man she is interested in? And if so, How? Biblically, I mean, there's, I mean, well, <laughs> biblically, woo, Chile. Um, just okay. jumping into the deep end here. Yeah, we're just going to jump into the deep end. Okay, question. so um, can you ask the, ask the question one more time? Yes, that's great. That's great. <laughs> and then I'm going to answer. So, I just want to make sure I got all of the facts. Yes. All the facts in as the question. As we gather thoughts, as we... Okay. Pray to the Lord. Biblically. Let me pray silently. Can a woman. Can a woman. Approach a man. Approach a man. Yeah. She is interested. In. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a part two, which is how. But let's start with part one. Biblically. Is it okay for a woman to approach a man that she's interested in? Yeah. I, I think so. So, um, biblically, I mean, in marriage, uh, he who finds a wife mm. finds a good thing. Um, are you a good thing? Sometimes they don't know you're a good thing until they see the good thing in front of them. Um, so you strategically position your good thing. There you go. Very to good. be seen. There you go. By mm-hmm. the strategically man. positioned. Strategically position you know, yourself. Yes. You just, and all the women said you amen. Strategically in the position yes, yourself. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. biblically, we do see a precedent for that. Yes. Go ahead. Um, I love it. This is so great. Ruth. Uh huh. Positioned herself strategically, 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 and look what happened to Ruth at the got a little bow ass, you know, of a man. She got a little bow. She got a little bow. She got bow. She got bow. Bow ass. So how do you Um, how do you do that though? Like, is is it just like a smile? Is it like a? Is it like you're sitting across the sink? Like right now? Wow. Right. You know what I mean? How are you going to do that? Asking me this. Ooh, this was a bait and switch. You didn't know what you were talking about. Exactly. We're interviewing I mean, you We're like, we'll give you easy questions, Miata. You probably won't have to answer any. No, Facts. It was a That's what you told me. It was, it a, was setup. a setup. I'm so, oh, I knew I should have said no. <laughs> no, but um, I, I think it depends on the guy. I feel like, one, you want to be proximity matters right. too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're going to go up to a stranger. I think going up to a stranger that you don't spend any time with, you don't know yeah. it all. They don't know you, right. and you're like, hey. Bad idea. Hi. Mm-hmm. It's me. <laughs> good I am, good I to am see here. you. I am here, yeah. <laughs> nice to meet me. Yeah. Nice Night, to meet me. You would love to meet me. <laughs> um, you don't want to do that, but, like, I think for me it would be if I, if I know them, like, they know my name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. We're in proximity with each other. We're maybe in the same friend group. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, Hey, would you, you know, I think you're really cool. You're awesome. Um, would you, what do you think about coffee sometime? Or like a big group of us are going out, like Mm -hmm. you should come with us. Yeah. Yeah. 
The group start is a great way to start. Yeah, group, group settings, settings are great. Great. easy. Yeah. yeah. Easy, safe, smart. Safe, smart. Okay. Then, yeah. And you get to see them in public. You get yeah. to see how they act yeah. towards different people. Mm-hmm. There's not so much pressure of like, yeah. I have to impress this person. I think group is, is a great way to do it. Yeah. yeah. So. It's great. Yeah, I think one of the things uh, you, you touched on in the terms of honor and the role honor plays in a dating relationship that I, that I hope that we can be a people that really model this and live this within our church because I think it would just help, um, it would help us relationally so much, yeah. is taking some of the mystery and some of the fear out of dating and getting to know people, right? And so when you talk about honor, you were talking about being very clear with your intentions. Why are we here? What do we feel? What is the purpose of this? We were talking about um, two weeks ago, Pastor Tiffany, she walked us through a time, she broke up with, an, a, guy, with a guy, and all of us were like, What? <laughs> You did that. That's amazing. How did she do that? But what did she do? She had a very clear purpose for why we're here. She laid that out. We're not there. So this is, we're going to very amicably and nicely kind of go our separate way. I think with expressing interest, it's similar. It doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't have to be bizarre. It doesn't have to be the Lord gave me a word. Please don't do that. Get around the person. Actually, please don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. Because it's a little bit of coercion that you don't realize that you're putting in there. It's like you're strong arming them. Like God told me where, and then you feel Mm. like if God told them, are you disobedient? I'm disobedient to God. God. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think, yeah, just be normal. I think the best time that someone ever asked me out, they literally were like, Hey, you know, we, we knew each other. So it wasn't weird. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, Hey, I think you're awesome. Like we spent some time together. Would you mind just going to get coffee with me? Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. It was that easy. Beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Proximity is important. Group settings are important. I think being clear with intentions is important. All right. Um, I got another one for you. This is an interesting one. I I told you I've got a few for you. Yeah, you're on a hot seat. We'll turn it to tell us here in a minute. Um, Well, this is the most most up-liked question. And I think it's an interesting one. It's a challenging one. I'd love to hear... Your thoughts too, tell us. Um, when dating someone, so this is from a woman's perspective, when dating someone as a woman, are you supposed to be submissive even though that person is not your husband? Yes. <laughs> someone passed me my water. Wow, like, do they, do they wait for me to come? To, <laughs> why are they doing this to me? No, no, no. Um, <clears throat> I think that's a great, that's a great, that's actually is such a good question. It really is a great question. Yeah. Cause I think it's a question we think maybe subconsciously as yeah. Christian women, right. um, but may not feel comfortable to ask it or Absolutely. verbalize it. And so then you never like chase it down. Um, I think, <laughs> woo, all right. Uh, I'll just, I'm just going to say it and then you guys can clean yeah, just, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 715, we're here to be Yeah, honest. you guys can clean yeah. it up if it's not right. Um, I think so, submission d- defined um, is really honoring and God. It depends on how you define. I'll start with this. It depends on how you define submission and what type of relationship you're in. I think in a marriage relationship, it is 1,000% called for. Now, submission, you can think of it as honoring because sometimes you think of... Yeah, it depends on how you, I would want to define submission and how, and I would ask, like, how do you define submission? And then let's Mm -hmm. look at it biblically before then I could fully understand your your question. But if we define it as in terms of how a woman submits to that lordship, the headship Mm -hmm. of her husband and and the decisions that they make as a a household and to follow him, I think that is in marriage relationship. Mm -hmm. In a dating relationship, you are on a mission to see if this man is honorable and if you can follow him. If he makes good decisions in his daily life, then, and if he doesn't, you do not have to listen to him and follow him because you're not (laughs) married to him. Thank you. Very good. Very good. Praise God. She got that, man. She got that. That's it. You don't be free free. to leave, but (laughs) If he doesn't make good decisions and you see that like he isn't living an honorable life in a dating relationship, then you don't have to follow him. You can choose to leave. Now, if you are married, please send an email to pastor at (laughs) gracecub.org. And I think 
within the context of community too, you can see, because this might be the question of like, well, um, for a woman submitting or for a man leading, the woman might look at him and be like, is he a good leader? Mm -hmm. The man might look and say, like, can she submit to me? Those two things, I don't think they have to be towards each other exclusively in a dating relationship. Yeah. You can see if he's a good leader in different aspects, yeah. not just can he tell you yeah. what to do, quote Absolutely. unquote. Can he lead you? Can he lead in his friend group? Can he lead himself? If he can't lead himself, he definitely can't lead you. Or if you're talking about if, you're, uh, if, if it's going the other way, is she somebody who can submit to me? You see how does she interact with other people around her? So I think it's really important to date within the context of community yeah. because that's a safeguard where you can see them interact without having the submit to me, that's lead it. me, that that's kind right. of thing. That's very good, yeah. very good. We can, we can clap for that. We can thank God for that. Good job. I would just, I would add, I would add one uh, lens on that to help color it because I think for me, the male's role is not just leadership, but it's sacrifice. And so I think that's what you're looking for in a man. Is he willing to sacrifice for the things that he's pursuing, right? So career, health, Jesus, those things. Is he a man of sacrifice who's willing to discipline himself for these purposes? And for a woman, it's not just this idea of like, okay, I guess I just have to now go around submitting to everyone. Like, uh, my Lord, my Lord. Right? Um, for me, <laughs> submission in marriage is like, is more. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. It was funny. It was funny because yeah. it makes yeah. me think of um, coming to America. Yeah, <laughs> and the it was bringing the rose petals out. Bringing the rose petals. Anyways, out. but I'm sorry. Um, for me, the idea of of how do you see that in a person you're dating is how does she prefer others mm. above herself. So is she, does she defer to others is she, or is she selfish? I mean, just to be quite honest, is she only looking at me or is she somebody who serves and puts others' needs before their own? Because in the marriage relationship, that's what you're going to see much more than an act of what many of us have in, when we think of submission, which is like, I'm sorry, my husband, we must do it your way. But it's it like, you, I, don't, well, I don't have those moments in my household. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but there are so many moments where Michelle prefers me or the children over herself. And that's where I know it's a godly woman who's more concerned with the family and her um, uh, honoring God than it is just an idea of um, an act of submission. Yeah. And we're not just throwing these words around. This is in Ephesians 5. Th yeah, Read the we Bible. clarify that. Yeah, yeah. in Ephesians okay. 5. Yeah. <laughs> just our opinion. Just our opinion. Yeah. 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 Um, no, thank you for... Thank you for grounding us in scripture. I think yes. that's very important. We a, need that. It's a very good thing you did. The Bible. Uh, but a great question. Thank you for that question. Yeah, um, that was great. Really, really thoughtful one. Mm -hmm. uh, here's, here's another one that's very popular. People are curious about. We know spiritual compatibility is important in relationship. We've talked almost every week about not being unequally yoked. Mm -hmm. um, when you're dating someone, mm -hmm. how can you be, the question is, how can you be spiritually vulnerable while still keeping your guard up, while still guarding your heart? You're not married, so what does it look like to, I, I'm going to interpret the question, and you can just stand up and shit, well, don't do that, but you could correct just me. Send you another, really to. Just send another, just send a reply. A qualifying one. Um, how can you learn if you're spiritually compatible while dating? Wow. Um, what does spiritually incompatible look like? Mm. That would be the question. So, like, what's, what are we trying to figure out here? Uh, I, I would think unequally yoked. Right. right? So and so... Yeah. Base level or not base. When I think, when I hear this question, you, you answer because you started, but when I think about that question, it's not base. It's not base level she's asking about, like in mm -hmm. terms of are they, are they believer, are they, are they believer? not believer? Yeah. But it's like, are we, you know, we're mm -hmm. both seeking after God. How do you know if you're compatible? That's yeah. what I think. But yeah. please submit well, if that's not what well, is right. I, How do you mm -hmm. be spiritually vulnerable? While keeping your guard up. Okay. Here you go, Tiff. You can take the iPad. <laughs> it would help me. We're just she better tonight, write the we? questions down and, and Was it your memorize question? it. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> spiritually vulnerable. Oh, okay. Not comfortable. Um, Great. Spiritually vulnerable. How do you be spiritually? I don't know what that means, to be honest. If I can interpret that. Which is why that, I didn't ask it that way. Say it again. That's why I didn't ask it that way. If, if I could interpret it the way that I'm hearing it, being okay. spiritually vulnerable, it's... Um, seeing like spiritual gifts or callings or spiritual maturity. Um, that's the only way I can think of like what you're referencing about spiritually vulnerable as how do I know them deeply on a spiritual level? Um, I would ask people who know you and love God and know them and love God. Are you guys spiritually, um, 
able to yoke yourselves together in that way. Um, spiritually vulnerable in, in a dating relationship, I wonder if that is the healthiest place to do it. Um, if we're trying to get to know whether this person is just uh, um, a belief, like if they're a believer and a fully devoted follower of Jesus, that's what you need to know baseline anything above that i don't know if we can specifically address considering we don't know the context so what i would say is you ask people who know you and love god if your callings if your uh, chemistry if your um uh, spiritual maturity is is compatible to where you guys can run hand in hand after jesus when in doubt, are they running wholeheartedly after Jesus with or without you? Right. If they're doing that, I know they didn't use the word spiritually compatible, mm-hmm. but you will be spiritually compatible. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So I, I don't really know what vulnerable means, to yeah. be honest. I don't know if I answered the question. Any thoughts? I do have thoughts, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think the community aspect is huge yeah. in this. Yeah. Um, because you do want to guard your heart and you don't want to be, um, your emotions. I think sometimes you can, there's this line between your, your spiritual emotions and your emotions and you think it's spiritual, but it's emotions mm-hmm. and you get entangled cause you're like, Oh my God, they pray so great. Like, I just want them to pray for me. <laughs> and let me tell them all my issues and then we can pray together. And I don't think that you want to like mix yourself that way too, where you're that connected and they, they may not be a good person (laughs) in general for you to be going that deep with, um, unless you're engaged. I think that's the point where when you're going to get married, that that's where you should be spiritually vulnerable in that way. And you're walking with a couple Mm -hmm. and who's guarding Mm -hmm. you both and leading you guys in that way. I think before then it can be a danger. It can be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Miata. Very good. Um, how do you know if you're putting God before your person? Like, what are some dating? What are some steps to make sure you're putting Him before the person you're dating? So, in your relationships, what does it? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, what does it practically look like to put God before the person? Um, I would say that you do not decide the parameters, the boundaries of the relationship, God does, um, that it looks like guarding your heart. So not saying whatever you want to them, not doing whatever you want with them, not, um, uh, preferring your emotions or their emotions above what the Bible has to say about the relationship. Um, as you read the Bible, you're going to see what it looks like for people to follow Jesus rather than themselves. And so in life, you're always following Jesus specifically. You're always going to have to deny yourself in every single area. And so what does it look like to practically put God before them? Um, I think that it looks like you uh, prefer their highest and best in Christ before your feelings towards them and your highest and best for them. So not just what I want for you, Mm -hmm. but prayerfully asking what does God want for you? Um, and I honestly think that it's best done in community. You ask somebody, honestly, straight up, people who know you and love God. I know that we're going to keep saying that. Why? Because the scriptures are not specific about dating. So when there's not a standard, we use wisdom. And so you use wisdom to say, hey, I need somebody else to help me see, am I putting this person before God or am I putting God before this person? And if they can't love, mm-hmm. if, 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 if it, the love is out of order, as in you are loving somebody before you're loving God, as in their preferences, um, their desires, um, their will, their want before God's, then I think that you have chosen to put them before God. And probably the last thing I would say, if you're not praying, if you stop praying about it, you're probably putting them before God. Yeah. Mm, good. Yeah, there's a thought that just as you were speaking that to me came to mind of like um, – whose voice carries more weight in your life? It's God's obedience to God or this person's preference. And there's a very good litmus test. When those two are in conflict, which way are you siding? And if you're going like, well, I'll make an excuse this time, 
then, we're, then what we're saying is I'm putting this person before what my God tells me what's right to do. So I think that was a good answer by you. Um, it's a question about trust and overcoming trust issues in relationships and healing that part of your heart, um, which is obviously very hard because that's what you're exposing in relationship. You're opening yourself up. So the question reads like this. I feel I have not been able to think about dating without having trust issues. How do I restore that part of my life that seems broken after a breakup? I love, tell us your um, visual of scuba diving and going down and coming up. And if we do that too fast, it, I just wish you would have said, like, we would explode, right? <laughs> like, I was waiting for you just to say, like, because that's what it is, right? You keep going, keep going. And so you talked about taking time as you come up for air to, in this case, to heal, to restore, to reground yourself before you jump back in, which I think is so wise. But thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, there's, there's one thing about it that I would say when it comes to trust issues that um, it's important to remember that your experience is not always truth. And so just because it's happened to you does not mean that it will happen again. And so just because you could not trust that person does not mean you should not trust people. Certain people might earn your trust and then you develop that over time. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan, to be honest, after breakups of taking time. There's, there is this thought where I've heard a lot of people like, get busy, hang out with friends, go do stuff. And sometimes, I, I, in my opinion, I think that can sometimes be a distraction. Right. And so then you, you stop feeling it so actively and then you think you're healed when you're not. And so like I'm, yeah, numbing, yeah. exactly. And so I'm a big fan of if you have a broken heart, you take some time, and I know this sounds crazy, but in, in my experience, you think about it until it hurts and then you keep thinking about it. Because sometimes we're like, oh, that's painful, it's difficult, and so I don't want to do it anymore. And so we just like throw it on the back shelf. But most things in our lives are seeds. And if we allow things to be inside of our hearts and be planted, seeds, what do they do? They're designed to grow. And so unless you uproot that seed, it will grow. And so if you just distract yourself away from the seed that was planted, you're going to look back in three years and you might have a garden that is just filled with trust issues. And so I think that time alone that you spend with God, bring it before God, honestly, letting God heal you and let the word minister to mm -hmm. you really, really changes you before you get into an another relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I would just say, I think we all, there's this saying that says time heals all wounds and it's not true. <laughs> um, what heals <laughs> yes, is tending good. to your wounds, tending yeah. to them with yeah. God, yeah. Um, with the Bible, yeah. going to therapy, mm -hmm. getting in a small group, right. being right. with a pastor and really examining those experiences for what they are and bringing light to them because mold of trust issues is a mold yeah. and it grows in the dark and without being exposed to the light of God and to community, yeah. then you don't know what is true and what is real. Like you, I think sometimes in relationships, you can begin to think that maybe it's you or like, maybe that trust issue happened because it was me. And it's like, no, when you expose it to community and you expose it to different people, you get to see, right. no, it wasn't me. That was a wrong action by that person. Right. And then I need to bring a forgiveness and mm -hmm. healing and ask mm -hmm. God to heal me and all mm -hmm. that stuff. But it takes time because you don't want to bring that into the next, next relationship. Right. And then you be become the herder. Very good. Unintentionally. Very good. Yeah. Very good. There's so much wisdom in that statement, Miata. I pre appreciate that. Um, all right. You're, you're out of the hot seat. Thank you, God. Yes, for at least one question. Praise God. Tell us you're in the hot seat. This is a question about becoming a man of God. Practical steps of becoming a man of God. You know, every week we've gotten the question about what qualities do I look for in a man or in a woman or something along those lines, which is a great question. But you're talking to a guy who's here tonight Going like, I want to be a man of God. Yeah. Tell us, what do I do? Honestly, yeah. I would say fall in love with your Bible. If you read your Bible straight up. Because if you fall in love with this word, how can a man keep his way pure is by guarding it according to his word. That there is um, a beauty that comes with spending a lot of time with God. Um, so fall in love with your word at first if you want to be a a man of God. I, then uh, secondly, I would say is find the godliest person that you know mm -hmm. and ask them, can I spend some time with you? Mm -hmm. Practically, if that's one time getting coffee, if that's multiple times in discipleship, you ask them for a discipleship relationship potentially. Mm -hmm. um, to be a godly man, I would say that you uh, prioritize the things of God mm -hmm. 
in your life. And so as you practice spiritual disciplines, things that God loves, you will, your heart will start to be formed by the things that God loves. Um, nothing will change your heart like the gospel does. And so think about the gospel a lot. Think about that. I was a sinner and I was dead in my trespasses. I could offer nothing to him and he forgave me the forgiver of my sins and the lover of my soul chose to make me a son. And now my response in him is not to work for acceptance, but to work from it. Mm -hmm. And now my life has changed forever. And that will radically change your soul. If you're doing it because you want to get something out of your life, I want to meet a godly woman. So I need Mm -hmm. to be a godly man. Mm -hmm. I think that God sees through it. And so it's not going to work like that. We have to be genuine with our motivation. And so I think the motivation when you have, one that says, God, I want to know you yeah. and I want to be known by you. What yeah. is Psalm 139 is just like, search me, God, and know my heart, mm-hmm. test me and know my thoughts mm-hmm. that we, we, when we make ourselves open to God in quiet spaces, I believe that God changes us. And I would say, don't, don't despot, like, don't, um, the, uh, I don't know, do there are times when you need to be with God alone and not just be a Christian in front of a bunch of people, but when you're by yourself in your room, when you're, no one is looking, what is your hot heart posture towards God? Yeah. yeah. That's really good. I think that's really good. Um, we can clap for that. We can clap. Thank God for that. I, I would add to that. Um, look at the men around your, your life. Um, be around people you want to be like, right? Um, you never take advice from somebody you wouldn't switch positions with. Um, so don't take, wow. if you're married, don't take advice from a single person, <laughs> just a recommendation, um, on marriage, uh, if you wouldn't switch positions with that person. Um, but if you're a man going, I want to be a godly man, I want to be a man of, um, of honor or a man of respect, or I want to be able to manage my money. Well, find men that are doing that. Um, I would caution you against walking up to them and going, would you mentor me? Um, they they probably don't have time to mentor you. Um, but they do eat lunch every day. And they probably have coffee at some time. Um, and most people are willing to have someone else buy them lunch. And then you come with three questions, right? And so you know what you're there for. And you come and you listen um, to these people. Um, you don't go to tell your story or tell them your problems. You go to listen from what they have. Uh, you've got to be rooted in community. So whether that's a men's group, a Bible study, or just guys within the church here, some of the pastors or something, you look at who you're around biology tells us we conform to the people we keep company with. The Bible tells us walk with the wise and become wise. Um, And so that's the precedent. Be with the people you want to be like. If you see a godly man, pursue what they do and how they do it. And if you can get in relationship with them or people like them, do that. You will start to uh, change your habits. Um, People, well, anyways, it's just, just... um, well, it's a kind of a random like factor statistic, but um, like if you want to start working out, um, the best thing you can do is find people who work out. And over time, you will just begin to start doing that as well. That's just a part of how our biology works. We conform to um, the people we surround ourselves with. Um, okay, a couple more questions. These are great. Um, can we talk about how to end a relationship in a not messy, godly way? Come on. Yeah. We all, we all know that woo. I've heard that woo before. Yeah. How to not end a relationship. How to end a relationship in setting it in, in a... In a not messy, godly way. In a way. not a messy, way. but a godly way. I love that. And I think Pastor Tiff modeled it for us really well. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. She, it was two, two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago, you can watch on YouTube. Um, to sum it up, I think to be um, clear, kind, and concise is good. always really, good. really good. To be clear on what is and what isn't going to move forward in the relationship. If, if you want a relationship or friendship with them, if you don't, don't say this and then text them later at 2 in the morning and be like, I miss you. If you want to be, <laughs> you have to say, be kind. And That's then confusion. Get That's not very clarity. confusing. Yeah. It's, and it's mean. It's not very nice. Yeah. yeah. And you have to be kind. So speak to them kindly. Don't berate them because they were 
uh, they, 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 even, even if they treated you poorly, that still doesn't give you an excuse to treat them poorly. You probably don't want to bring um, a list of all their faults and just tell them what's wrong with them, <laughs> right? That's not very kind. It's not very yeah, kind. It doesn't really help. Yeah. yeah, and then concise. Don't make it a four-hour conversation right. where it's a back and forth and we're arguing about X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. and what I did in the past and no, I'll change and I'll do yeah. it in the future. Um, it, it, you either get married or you break up, right? So at That's the cool. end of the day, you're either going to get married to that person or you're going to break up yeah. with that person. Date in a way that's going to honor them. Very good. So you have clear expectations on what we are going to do here. Sometimes we're like, oh, well, with the intention of marriage, if I don't get married, then it's a failure. No, it's not. It's a great success. What, and so that was it's successful. It's a great success. successful. If you find that this is not the person I'm going to marry, yes. you feel like, oh, no, that's horrible. Not no, necessarily. No, no, no. Yeah, not it's at a, all. It can be a really good thing. You saved yourself from a lifetime yeah, of pain absolutely. and frustration. Thank and you. I yes. truly, truly believe that honor yeah. is your greatest yeah. foundation and your greatest fail-safe. Yeah. If you honor them physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, mm-hmm. you are going to have a way easier time if that relationship doesn't move forward. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I would say – we, 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 we try and make it so romantic, right? Relationships all the time. And there's this beauty of like, uh, the unknown and Mm -hmm. like, uh, um, um, like we're not, we're not communicating clearly what's going on in our hearts. And I think it's really important to talk with that person through the thoughts that you're having as in to say, if you do not see this relationship moving towards a place where they obviously see the relationship going, don't, act like you see it going that way. Mm -hmm. So don't keep saying, I love you and keep saying, planning vacations together and keep talking about what you're going to name your kids. If you don't see the relationship going that way, it's not very kind. And so if you're going to be very, very upfront with that person from the get, if you can in the relationship, say, Hey, we're going to be super clear about where I stand, where you stand so that you don't have to assume anything about me. Or anything about where I'm at relationally. Yeah. It's it's and and if you're in the place where you're like, dang, we didn't we didn't start the relationship that way, and we're in the middle, and we're already saying all this stuff, and I'm starting to lose it, but I don't see them losing it. Well, then you just tell them very practically, hey, I want to be totally honest with you, and I think the best way that I can do is tell you right now, I'm not really sure I see our relationship moving forward in that direction, and it might not feel good, but I think it's biblical and godly. Okay, there are so many good questions that we are so short on time. So let's talk dating apps real quick. Can we use them? Is that the question was? Is that delete them all? Is that being impatient? I'm kidding. I'm joking. Give me a concise. Give me a concise thought on uh, on dating apps. You want to say? Okay. Concise. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with dating apps. I don't think there's anything wrong with dating apps. I think in the generation that we are, it's it's a digital meeting place. Now, Mm -hmm. what you have to go into using a dating app with some very clear um, understanding of the obstacles you're going to have to overcome and going into it being an integrous person. So you're not going into it playing a part in a role and pretending to be someone that you aren't. And you also have to be very clear about what you're using this app to for. Yes. Is it yeah, for a hookup? Like be, try to be very, be honest. Be honest. Do I just want to go on dates? Cause I, mm-hmm. I want to go on dates. Mm-hmm. Very good. That's a real, that's a real yeah. emotion. I thought what tell you know? was so great. Yeah. It's not, you can find a date. You can, that's not the problem. You can find one if that's just all you want, but there's a, there's a deeper, there's a deeper. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the concise yeah. onto you. I mean, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. I, it, the way I say it is motivations is key. Are you just lonely? Mm-hmm. It's, it's that thing like don't go to the grocery store when you're, you're hungry. hungry. Don't date when you're lonely, right? So don't go on a dating app because you're lonely. Right. You're going to start swiping go right make bad on decisions. everything, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's just yeah. – and so you just – in my opinion, you pick your problems. <laughs> when you use a dating app, you're picking your problems in my opinion. Because um, you don't see them in real life. You don't see them around anybody. Yeah. You don't see – what they are like, not to you only. Yeah. You don't get to, you don't get that full perspective until yeah. you're yeah. further along than you. There's pros and cons of both. You pick your poison. I know people that have met on dating apps have great marriages. So it's not that it doesn't work. You just have to know what you're getting into and be, and be heads up and be, be, yeah. be wise about that. Let's talk about um, setting boundaries in dating relationship. Can you speak more about emotional and spiritual boundaries in relationships that honor someone? Another question was about physical boundaries. Um, where do you set physical boundaries in Christian dating? I think that's um, 
two excellent questions, so thank you. We were discussing this in the back just before we talked tonight about this probably a good question to speak to. You can start. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll try and be quick. Um, so uh, physical boundaries. Um, don't have sex. Um, yes. No, I'm joking. Well, yes. Not, you're not joking. I'm not joking, but I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not done, yes. I'm not you. joking, but I'm also not done. That's the baseline. <laughs> That's the baseline. baseline. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the Bible says flee from sexual immorality. Um, be very concise, Tells. Don't, don't try and get as close as you can. But if, if you're trying to get as close as you can, you are, you're, re, you're not... You're running in the wrong direction. Yeah, you're just running in the wrong. I'm trying to be kind. You're yeah. running in the wrong direction. Oh, sorry. And <laughs> I was trying to be honest. <laughs> I need to be concise. Um, so I would say, <laughs> I would say, um, physical boundaries. Um, flee from anything that looks like sin. Run yeah, away from it. Good. Don't look at it. Don't touch it with a stick. Don't take a picture of it. Don't do anything yeah. that is close to sexual intimacy because it's dishonoring to God. It's dishonoring to the other person, and it's yeah. a sin. When it comes to emotions, I think that's more nuanced because, in my opinion, this goes way beyond dating, too. In my opinion, yeah. just because titles aren't involved doesn't mean that hearts aren't. So I can be in love with somebody who I'm not with. Right. And I Ooh. think that starts with guarding your heart um, in the aspect of when it's around that person, watch your thoughts. You think thoughts are harmless and they're mm -hmm. not. Thoughts take you places. Yes. So consider your thoughts. They are going to lead you somewhere. Yeah. Um, if you're in a relationship, watch what you say to that person. Yeah. In, my opinion, you <laughs> in my opinion, you should not tell somebody I'm going to marry you if you do not have a ring you on you. Do not tell yeah, somebody because <laughs> you don't know if you're going to marry them. Yes. And my, like, I just, if, if you say you're going to marry them, then marry them right now. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, it's going to be so much better. So just don't promise yeah. things you can't deliver on. Yeah. I think a big thing with boundaries too, is you've got to both set them together. Yeah. You've got to have a conversation about them and you've got to have people outside of your relationship that are aware of them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's accountability. That's community. That's an agreement to sit down and go like, here's our lines for different things. Yeah. We're not hanging out past this time of night. Mm -hmm. We're not hanging out alone in these spaces. Mm -hmm. um, and if, if you're with somebody who's unwilling to do that, that's a terrific red flag for you run. Um, to go like this. Th run. Get away. Um, because there's going to yeah. be more things that you guys will not agree upon. Yeah. It's not just that. Like if, if they don't agree, this is gr girl or boy. If they don't agree yeah. to certain or you guys don't come to an agreement about certain boundaries and how you want to honor each other, both honoring in, yeah. in either direction, then there's, there's other things that you're not going to come on. Uh, have agreements upon totally and so. it's not just about like I set the boundaries and they just agreed to them mm -hmm. it's not we're not going to do this and they're like yeah okay that's fine it's we're not going to do this and it's 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 a conviction that you both have not not something that one person just agrees to right. yeah. does that make sense does that make sense yeah mm -hmm. that it's it's not like I don't have sex but he does but he's not going to have sex because of me mm. that's not good that's a yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's really that's really well said. Um, we have run out of time, and I'm so sad. There are great questions in here about uh, when to discuss money in dating relationships. There's some good questions from uh, some married folks. I wish discuss I discuss money earlier. when you're discussing marriage. What's that? Say it. Discuss money when you're discussing marriage. Like discuss, if you think yes. you're going to marry them, discuss the things that would yeah. be a red flag yes. if you're not right. going to marry exactly them. Exactly right. Exactly. But right does now. does the person have a job? Can they keep a job? Yes. Is Those, a, again. On either, red, on red either side. And, yes. Yeah. Like, well, no, I think, yeah. yeah. I was going to say a similar thing of like, there's preliminary things you can observe, like spending habits that you might go like, that seems weird. Where is this money coming from? Uh, and then there's a later, there's a conversation to go like, let's, Where is this let's, money coming let's discuss from? that to income ratios. Yeah. Um, Where is this money coming from? You keep buying things, but, but you yeah. never go to work. <laughs> Trust fund. I have some questions. It could be a trust fund. Could be a trust fund. Could, could. be Bitcoin. We could be. Yeah, it could, could be a lot of things. Just believe the best. Um, there's questions <laughs> in here from some married folks re rekindling the marriage through dating, which is such a great a question. So many couples have. Um, and there's a lot. There's a lot of books and resources. There's marriage groups to go in. Um, 
uh, that, that can speak to a lot of those things. There's a lot of questions in here for teens and for younger adults asking questions. And I was, I was like, well, uh, we might have to do a podcast. Go to guys. lift. On, yeah. We might have to do a podcast extended, extended <laughs> cut. Um, I was going to say, go to lift and uh, meet with Pastor Tellis and yeah, Hannah Beth and the team up there. Oh, young um, adults, Pastor June, got Pastor teens, Sarah. Teens who are dating or considering yeah. that. that Here's what I tell teens. Yeah. If you're not allowed to date, don't date. I wasn't allowed to date until I was 18. If you don't know if you're allowed to date, ask your parents. But <laughs> don't date if you're not allowed to date. Secondly, I would say dating is for marriage. Are you ready for marriage? Mm. Very good. Hello? Very good. Um, man, there's so much more to discuss. As always, we feel like, um, or at least I always feel like, we barely scratched the surface on your guys' questions. What about questions. one more question? All right. <laughs> Just one. Oh, what for the marriage, dating your spouse. There's yeah, this really cool one? book. Mm-hmm. I'll try to find it. But it's like, um, it's it has a Polaroid uh, camera mm-hmm. that comes with it, and mm-hmm. it has all these different date ideas. And you just scratch, you guys scratch the little thing off, and it tells you a different idea for a date. Mm-hmm. You go on it, and then you take a picture together, and mm-hmm. you post it in the book. So it like gives all these really cute ideas. I'll mm-hmm. find out the name, and, yeah. and we'll post it somewhere. No, that's good. I was yeah, I was gonna say there cute. are there are so many creative things out there. Books. Um, apps, things that help this situation exactly, creative ideas. I think the ultimate question in a marriage relationship is, are we both committed to making this fun, mm. right? And we can put all the books out in the world, but if nobody's really here for it, that's a different issue. Ooh. And that probably needs me to sit down and talk with some people and figure out what's going on underneath. But there's a lot of things that... Mm. Um, Again, I feel so inadequate with answering a lot of these questions, you guys. So um, this is why we always say at this time at 8.34 p.m. A lot of these questions are, I see your heart in a lot of these. And um, some are too difficult to answer from the stage without potentially giving bad advice to a question we don't fully understand. Um, you can email, and I'm, we're very serious about this, email pastor at gracecov.org. Uh, request an appointment with one of the pastors, one of the members of staff here. Um, sit down, and we can walk through your situation, find out more about what's going on, ask the questions that help shed some light on what's happening in and around your relationship that we could speak to um, much more. Like you said it, tell us. What I say from stage might be true, but it might not match your context. And so that's why you need, say it again, people who love God and know and, you. And know you. Those are the two most valuable, that's the, those are the qualities you want in your friends, people who love God and know you. Um, they will help you day in and day out. Nothing replaces community all around uh, in dating, but in any situation, marriage, just being a disciple. Um, can we thank Pastor Telus and Miata tonight?